0: five four three two one college conversations welcome back happy birthday to (laughs) the guest of today's show Samira who's joining me today I have wanted to have her on for so long this is amazing (laughs) she's finally here Samira Ali turning 21 today as we speak
1: all right
0: it's so nice of you to come in like on your birthday too because I don't know do you have big plans for tonight or like anything
1: um no I don't um i'm just about to go to my i have a class after this to go to um but other than that no but my friends want to do something on the weekend but we'll see what happens
0: you have what kind of class yeah
1: um it's a class at my mosque it's from six to nine i'm pretty sure i'm not gonna make it but i'm gonna walk in there late if i have to um and it's pretty much about themes about the quran oh yeah intense stuff
0: yeah that's super awesome. First person to have their birthday and come Ooh, on the podcast, so big. Yeah. So yeah, Samira is another person working with me in an internship this summer, thinking about going into education, but beyond that, just like super funny, hilarious, outgoing person
1: oh, that? I've gotten
0: to meet. Yeah, <laughs> but Samira, you wanna introduce yourself?
1: Um, sure, uh, my name is Samira. I'm turning 21, turn 21. Um, I am a history major at the University of Minnesota, uh minoring in African and african-american studies um from minneapolis uh, somali i don't know what else i need to say
0: yeah super school and yeah. uh yeah samira so last episode me and christina had the chance to talk about education too and mm-hmm. it just reminded me because we were having a conversation before this show about like change in the community and whatnot. Mm -hmm. I remember me and Christina last podcast were talking about how like people think you have to go like global Mm -hmm. to make a difference. And when really I was saying how like there's so many opportunities right here like Uh. in Twin Cities, in Minneapolis, or in anyone who lives in a big city, there's so many opportunities to work with like local populations and like make a big change like that. And I feel like you're someone who has done that mm-hmm. at least and like yeah. or is trying to do that and realizes like local needs, not just like global ones. Yeah. But definitely. maybe both. But what do you think about No, that's definitely
1: thought? true. I remember Christina saying something about think global, act local. Yeah. And ever since she said that, I was like, oh wow, that's a really good statement to live by. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was just talking about it, even like if you go to my Twitter page today, I was like ranting not ranting, but just like a meet a thread about how you can get really overwhelmed in today how there's like, we call it like the age of information. You're just Mm -hmm. like being bombarded with information about ice. You're being bombarded with information about Trump. You're being bombarded with like local news, all these different things, right? And it gets really overwhelming. And you think to yourself, like, I have no type of impact on the world. These Mm. issues are way bigger than me. I can't do anything. Um, That's why you focus your energy into your circle of influence, which is these are the things that you can actually – make a difference about so for example um I work with a coalition called Defend Glendale and Public Housing Coalition um it's basically a a group of people who are trying to protect public housing in Minneapolis because it is being I would say dismantled
0: yeah yeah that's a huge topic yeah. to like yeah, Minneapolis <laughs> um public housing have you heard a, like 2040 plan
1: yeah that's yeah that's <laughs> definitely yeah <laughs> is that's, that what it's kind of like about? yeah it's definitely about the 2040 plan um you would say that jacob fry and um a lot of these council people are good speakers because politicians are good speakers yeah, yeah, yeah. but when you do the dirt because as local citizens we just see like the outward aspect of it all like we see what's on the news we see what's on the articles we see like the glam of it all but yeah. we don't really see the work that's being done behind the scenes so with Local organizations like Defend Glendale, you see receipts, like you see emails between mayor, the mayor and mm. council people and you see the work that they're actually doing and how a lot of the things that they're saying don't actually add up when you yeah. look at their actions. So um, these kinds of organizations are important to be a part of um, just so you know, what's, you're aware of what's going on in your community.
0: Yeah, super, super cool. I think mm. everyone should do that. Get out <laughs> there like that. What is like Defend Glendale's like mission statement or like their um, goal? What are they trying to achieve?
1: Honestly, it's all about, um, well, it's <laughs> kind of a big story, but to like put it together, <clears throat> Defend Glendale started, um, it, Glendale is a town, is a home in Southside Minneapolis mm-hmm. that was originally going to be like, renovated and then the pe- how people in, that lived in that building were going to be taken out of their homes and they had no idea about it. Mm. This was in 2014 and um, MPHA, which is Minneapolis Public Housing Authority, were like getting ready to like rid this apartment building of these people. Um, however, the residents stood up and they protected their ap- their building and now Very no cool. one touches them. So then now they are working with all these different um, housing People and residents that want to also protect their homes, like Elliot Twins out in Southside. A lot of the stuff is going down in South Minneapolis, um, but it is spreading because public housing is all around Minneapolis. Um, mm-hmm. Honestly, the mission statement is to protect people um, of marginalized communities from being yeah, displaced yeah, yeah. from their homes.
0: Yeah, because I also had a class based on like 2040 plan, and mm-hmm. we looked into that too. And like they frame the plan as being this big great thing where these areas are gonna get reconstructed and da da da. Mm-hmm. But it's like okay, but who's who like someone has to take a loss for this construction to yeah. get mm-hmm. built. Like who's the one that's gonna be moved out Mm -hmm. or like displaced Mm -hmm. and like it doesn't really address that too much Mm -hmm. so that's definitely cool have you lived in Minneapolis your whole life um
1: yeah oh that's a good question actually okay so I was born in Missouri two years though I only stayed there for two years so I technically could say I'm from Minneapolis um and then I grew up in Minneapolis moved out to Fridley when I was in Fridley Minnesota when I was in eighth grade Mm -hmm. um graduated from high school and then we moved back to Minneapolis two years ago north Minneapolis. Minneapolis yeah I'm a northeast north Minneapolis kid
0: northeast mm-hmm. that's very cool yeah. that's a cool area
1: i love northeast
0: Very, specific. they have a lot of like coffee shops coming up there recently too yeah
1: one of my favorites is anna Lace. <laughs> just I a little them, plug sound lowry I all you're using sound central yeah, super cool
0: <laughs> shout out to all the minnesota listeners <laughs> 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 if you're not a Min- minnesota oh, yeah, listener right, yeah. thank you for still listening we we throw a lot of like minnesota related that. stuff on this podcast yeah minneapolis related stuff but yeah. um yeah so
1: I saw that you get like, those people that listen to this. Thing. Yeah,
0: shout out to the people from International yeah. Listeners. <laughs> Such a big shout out, uh, super cool. But yeah, are you familiar with Ilhan Omar?
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I know who that is. Okay, <laughs> yes. okay, okay.
0: Yeah, cause that was someone that I met back when I was going to community college. Mm-hmm. She came in and gave talks, and I also have seen her come to the University of Minnesota. Oh yeah. And um, she has a really cool story.
1: Yeah, definitely. To
0: grew up in Minneapolis and talks a lot about community change, especially for, um, like you said, marginalized groups and, mm-hmm. like, underrepresented groups. Mm-hmm. I think that's super cool. So I just wanted to know if you had, like, yeah. heard about her. Yeah,
1: definitely. I also met in Manhattan. Um I used to go to MCTC before I came to the U. Yeah. So if Minneapolis Community and Technical College, for those of y'all not from Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. Um, and she came and did a speech of, uh, like, gave a talk and like a discussion and it was really cool meeting her Uh, but yeah her story really does shine and for me someone that's like muslim also wearing hijab it's pretty dope to see somebody like that like taking like in like in everybody's face just like being attacked but still standing strong it's like it's empowering yeah super
0: and she really rose the ranks too Mm -hmm. because i mean just from because i think i met her like yeah a few years ago and I don't even know if for that time she was planning to like Mm. become a congresswoman Mm -hmm. or whatnot, but really just like rose the ranks real quick from Minneapolis to that. That's super cool. So were you always super involved in like community stuff, volunteering? Um, Have you been a fan of that like throughout high school days or like did college change that or what kind of like made you think like, all right, I got to do something?
1: Um, I think, okay, so high school, I wasn't involved in anything. I wasn't involved in clubs. I wasn't involved. Mm. I could have been, like, I was asked to join these different things. My teachers would push me. But I had other, like, like extracurricular stuff outside of school that I would do. And I had those circles, um, which I was fine with. When I got to college, though, especially being in a college like Minneapolis, MCTC is in downtown Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. And you're meeting, like, lots of different people of different races, of different ages. Um, and that's when I kind of got involved. Like, the first group that i actually joined was msa muslim student association and one of like the biggest things that we organized was a um uh was it a, a pro- it was a protest we went from mctc all the way down to the state capital for the muslim ban Whoa. it was like the no muslim ban like it was like a huge day it was like everybody came out that day yep um so like yeah we, we definitely that was when i first kind of realized okay yeah this is some dope work i need to get more involved in our community mm-hmm. super
0: yeah. super cool and, all, and beyond that, too, I mean, now we're both here, like, being teachers this summer and cool. And I know you're super into, like, mm-hmm. education as well. Yeah. And, like, talk about that.
1: Yeah. Um, I was that kid in high school. Like, when people ask me, what do you want to be? I'm like, I don't know. Like, I'm just trying to live. Ah, leave me alone, you know. Um, senior year, junior year, I was just, I was, like, into medical stuff. Like I was oh, out here, like I yeah. was certified emergency medical responder. Like oh, I was shoot. like I was like getting ready to like take an EMT test and like all these different things. So I was like, I'm gonna be a paramedic. I was so ready. Get to college biology class first semester. <laughs> I said, no, I gotta oh, go. Yeah. Chemistry, the worst. <clears throat> um, and then I was like, you know what, let me explore my options. Came across social studies. I love social sciences and then education as well. And that's when I realized, okay, yeah, I gotta be a i gotta do education bro yeah yeah that's um,
0: super cool super cool yeah i know a lot of people now they don't always it's interesting to see the path that people take to like become teachers because yeah. there's like a lot of us here too that's like oh, i thought i was gonna be doing political science or i thought i was gonna be doing <laughs> like yeah, yeah like you yeah. said like some medical stuff or yeah. like computer science i mean jamal who's on the podcast yeah. he's doing computer, science, yeah, yeah, he's like, computer and he's, science but he's here teaching like this summer which yeah. is super cool to see too like even like stem degrees and whatnot all that so it's super cool
1: that's dope that's yeah. the thing about education anybody can be part of it you're always teaching somehow
0: always teaching somehow yeah, yeah. and you're a big traveler too
1: i don't know, I don't know if i would say <laughs> big traveler i've traveled internationally that's all i would say okay. um but yeah definitely last summer i went to somalia and dubai and that's it mm-hmm. um but yeah honestly last year was just like a Self-discovery. Stage. Self-discovery. <laughs> I was like, yeah. you know what? Let me get out of Minneapolis. It's so hectic out here. Yeah. And it gave me a break.
0: Yeah, I much needed a break.
1: Yeah, it was a really good break. Um, yeah, it was dope. I'm I'm talking about it all the time. Everybody's like, oh, I'm, I'm like mentioning like, oh, <laughs> I want to go back to Africa. Even today, yeah. Mama was like, why are you talking about Africa every second? <laughs> Y'all don't understand. It was so awesome. Was uh,
0: it like a huge changing Carter moment? Or, yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, what? Tell me about
1: it. (laughs) Okay, so it was a bit of a culture shock um, because some of my friends who had already been to Somalia, okay, so first, like, we're America, we're born in America, and you have this, like, image of what third world countries look like. Mm -hmm. First of all, that term itself is already, like, what is this, you know? Um, But you have this idea of, like, starving people or, like, no infrastructure or, like, oh, it's chaos, stuff like that. Um, But when I went to Somalia, like, everything like just ran smoothly you know there's no like like i was in this capital and there's Mm -hmm. actually like no stop signs there's no lights there's no like traffic nothing there's no traffic signals but i ain't never seen a car accident in my life people don't even hit the brakes sometimes and i'll be (laughs) like how are you guys doing this there's no belts in the car oh my god but i still survived wow um but yeah, Africa is so dope. And just being around people that were just my people. Yeah. I feel yeah, like yeah. that made me feel really at home. Maybe that's what yeah. I missed the most. But yeah, it was really dope.
0: Super cool connection. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's oh, got to be, that's got to be, yeah, super cool trip to do that. Yeah,
1: it really was. Um, it opened my eyes up to like, if I'm here living in the West and I have all these resources mm-hmm. and I'm not taking advantage of these things, mm. it would be kind of a Disservice, yeah. not on some like savior complex type of thing, but like it'd be a disservice when there are people out there that would do everything they possibly can to get their hands on those resources right. to survive to make it out here.
0: It just like helped you realize like don't take things for granted, mm-hmm. like use what you got to. Yeah, mm-hmm. we were talking about that. Me and another one of the teachers here today at school too. Just mm-hmm. like sometimes um, in our classes, like there is kids that complain like i mean of course we all complain at some point like oh school's boring like this is boring i don't yeah. like this and we were just telling them like i mean around the world especially but like just here too like there'd be kids that would like kill to be in your position like mm-hmm. they would kill to be mm-hmm. able to like come to the school in the summer and not have to pay for it first of all either mm-hmm. and just be able to get like yeah this essentially free like so to me, fun education, <laughs> yeah just it's like, just like definitely there's fun. kids that would kill for mm-hmm. that like I agree super definitely
1: agree with that. Um, like one of the things I saw in Maltes is that a lot of the education um like the education um <laughs> the education sector of the mm-hmm. city um is a private school there isn't a lot of funded public schools, okay, so me going living in America going to public school it's like a big deal,
0: yeah, yeah because I mean, yeah. you have to pay for like, yeah so the other, there's no public
1: pay. schools there but um if they do want to go to school they have to pay for it and they're called private schools mm-hmm. um but they're very under-resourced um and yeah it's just it really did open my eyes up to a lot of things that yeah. i need to take advantage of
0: yeah truly and would you say too we're kind of talking about this briefly before we started doing the podcast but like are teachers there, do you think, held to a higher standard in, like, society or respected a lot more? Yeah,
1: definitely. I mean, like, uh, people look to the teacher as, like, the second parent mm. in, like, I don't know different cultures, but, like, in Muslim culture, definitely. You look to the teacher as, like, your second parent, and you, like, respect them. You give them the attention they deserve, and you realize, like, the hard work that they put in. Um, even though if the students can't see that, it's definitely like something that's talked about and uh, i believe they are also like money wise they are definitely respected i'm like you go to like the emirates or whatever and you see that these teachers are out here getting paid they're getting their home taken care of yeah food taken care of all these different things you know so it's just a different value system in the world compared to like in the west yeah
0: totally i was just having that conversation like With an actual teacher yesterday, who's licensed and everything, Mm -hmm. about that that topic, like why teachers are underpaid in America, and she just said a lot of it just boils down to like respect, Mm -hmm. and I don't really know why it is like why a teacher is maybe seen as like not as respected as a job, Mm because like clearly an essential part of like a functioning society (laughs) is like having teachers, yeah, and like (laughs) the teacher, like like people say, like the teachers are like. If there's no teachers then, like
1: there's what? no doctor, there's yeah, no lawyer. Like, what is there? There's yeah, no you can't have politician. Else. None of that.
0: Yeah, you can't have anything else. So it's like, yo, I don't know. It's it's a interesting topic to talk about. I mean, Minnesota isn't even the worst. There's states that are really yeah, low paid. Like you really would struggle living. Mm. I think in maybe like, it's like some a cultural
1: ideology thing. Because like maybe. we talk about like m- like in the West, it's a lot of individualism yeah right and like in other countries you might say like it's about collectivism where it's like we're all doing this together so perhaps Mm. like people are like I did this on my own out here in the west you know I made myself get here
0: Yeah. nobody helped me that's true maybe that's
1: the mentality or something I don't know
0: yeah those stories are, are really yeah like glorified too like I did it by myself I mean knowing I started the business started from
1: the bottom now I'm here it's
0: not like oh <laughs> I had these uh five great friends who helped me along the way my mm-hmm. network of people these five teachers like way back is like nope I just came did it <laughs> all myself like no help my business yeah super cool but yeah. yeah so you're graduating next year
1: oh my god yes oh my goodness. spring 2020, spring 2020. baby oh my god i'm so old (laughs) this is so weird i feel like i was just in high school
0: i know it's crazy like yeah i mean this the name of this podcast is college conversations but like (laughs) college (laughs) is about to fly by and if any of you listening like aren't in college like it really does just fly by and i know you hear everyone say that everywhere but it really does it's crazy because i can remember like First day, like first day moving in, and like I can still remember that like pretty clear in my head. Yeah. I can remember like graduating <laughs> high school. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I I do remember my first day at the U too. Oh, it was a hot yeah. mess. It was a hot mess. You want to hear the fun story? Yeah, let's that? Hear it. okay. Oh, um, so the U super big, East mm-hmm. Bank, West Bank. Um, so first day, I had a class on West Bank, my history class, and it was super lit. I was like, I barely make my way to the East Bank, get on the connector. 121 mm-hmm. and it connects campuses i'm like all right it's gonna go from west bank and it's gonna draw me off at exactly the building that i wanted to draw me off at. It's my first time <laughs> going on the connector too oh, i'm like it's yeah. gonna drop me off at fallwell i had to get to fallwell i get to east bank i was like i right, bet this is not my this is not my building so i'm gonna wait for the next stop go to the next stop it's not my stop mm-hmm. all right i'm gonna just stay <laughs> on gets on the freeway i'm like oh. all right what's going on i see grass i see trees then we're in st paul so that was a fun first day for yeah. me um and then the bus driver like stands up and he doesn't know i'm on the bus and he turns around and he's like oh shoot i had no idea you're on the bus yeah i'm like ah
0: that's hilarious yeah. yeah i mean that is a long that's a long ride if you oh if my if you God. get it's on like that bus minutes. and you go yeah you're like it's like a 30 minute ride so it's, it's so gonna be like 30 minutes to get back that's like an hour round trip it's yeah, that was really embarrassing. I had two hours
1: between my classes, so I was all good. But yeah, it was rough. Yeah. It was a rough first day.
0: Low-key, I haven't been back to, like, the St. Paul campus since, like, the very first, like, welcome week of oh, school. That was yeah, the same. only time I went. And But funnily, funnily, I don't know if that's That's true. not a word. Yeah. You're but, a lit teacher. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're a reading teacher. <laughs> but funny how, um, like, a week ago, I was driving through, so... For those of you who don't know, um, yeah, so there's two different campuses. Uh, There's one in Minneapolis, one in St. Paul, both under the University of Minnesota name. Uh, Like Samir was describing, they're spread apart by like 30 minutes. (laughs) Um, In St. Paul, though, they have uh, like the agriculture school, farming kind of stuff. So uh, just like a few days ago, me and a friend were driving somewhere around the campus mm. to get to like a restaurant or whatever and we're driving through and all of a sudden it just turns to like farm fields which i didn't even know oh. like existed yeah. and i was like oh like what the heck is this like <laughs> why is there like this farm field in like the middle of saint paul i was so confused yeah. literally all around us it was like it looked for a brief second like we were like in the middle of nowhere just because mm. we we're surrounded by like fields and he was like oh this is where they do the the farming for, like, the University <laughs> of Minnesota. I was like, oh, that's so, so that cool, so like, sense. how they yeah. have this. Just, like...
1: That's a lot of land. Yes. That's a lot of land, actually. Yes. Wow.
0: Like, prime land, too. Wow. Like, really prime land. And it's like, yo, it's so cool. It's just in, like, the middle of the...
1: I never realized how big that school really... Our school same. really is. or Like, how so big of a deal it really is, too. Yeah. Wow.
0: So big. <laughs> so big. But, yeah, are you involved at all with any, like, communities? Are you still on... MSA, like you were saying earlier, oh. have you dabbled into any other things? Yeah,
1: no. At the at, at the U, no, I have. I don't. I don't think I'm a part of any clubs or anything like that. Just okay. because I'm just so busy outside yeah. of school, so I was like, I because if you're gonna be a part of a club, you got to be there for like the meetings and stuff, yeah. or these different like things, and I'm not there. Like, I have to bounce, I got work. I got kids I'm just like, I don't got kids <laughs> 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 I got, got the work, I got get, <laughs> groceries. <laughs> yeah. No No but I got work to do I got stuff outside of that yeah, so Yeah It's fun It's cool though I'm getting my I have a life I promise I have <laughs> school I promise
0: <laughs> I believe you have What do you where are you working at like
1: during the year Um so I actually work <laughs> 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 I actually work at the U <laughs> um, okay. I'm a student academic advisor at the history department Oh Ooh, so stop by if you ever need someone to like help you decide a major you want to know what the history department is really all about um yeah i feel like people think that you can't do anything with like social studies majors yeah social sciences and stuff yeah. but you can do a lot big things
0: i forgot i totally forgot you were in history i could have made a whole episode out of that frankly. but like uh, history yeah. um yeah so when a lot of people think of history like they think that I don't know if this is true, but it's just like, yeah, memorizing Mm -hmm. past events and stuff. So like, are you able to tell me all these like past events or is like history way more than that? (laughs) Or like...
1: I feel like, uh, to me, the reason why I went into history is mm -hmm. educational purposes. Like I want to teach students the things that I never got to learn. Like I had to learn Mm -hmm. about the Black Power movement on my own. I had to learn about Chicano studies on my own. A lot of these different social issues, a lot of these different things we don't get to learn in school. And I don't know if that's like a curriculum thing that's like, set from above or whatever but yeah. a lot of the reasons why i went into history is also to be politically conscious honestly um and what was your question
0: just like what is history
1: what is history yeah. what somebody once said it's a theory one of the students said it was a theory isn't okay. history just a theory <laughs> um wow i actually don't know how i would definitely describe history yeah
0: it's <laughs> tough
1: i i would say like i have not ever had to like study oh i lie actually i took an ottoman empire course that was like the only class i ever had to test in history class Um, but other than that i write a bunch of papers analyze texting i I think it's a lot of analyzing of primary sources and stuff like that Mm -hmm. Um, but and a lot of stories honestly it's just interesting to look at the past and read people's lives and how they contextualize things in that moment and then how we look at it today in the present
0: totally
1: so it's really interesting and then connecting the dots between like how things in the past are related to things in the present and how it's exact, some of it is exactly the same. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's really cool to see.
0: So the phrase history repeats itself. Is that a true phrase? It's
1: facts, bro. History repeats itself. (sighs) Uh, I don't think we learn our lessons. I don't know what the phenomenon behind that is. It literally 2016, 2019 right now. Yeah. It's basically 1950, 1960, 1970s.
0: It's a paradox <laughs> it's pretty piece. cool though do you have like favorite not like favorite but like
1: subjects and stuff
0: or like historical moments or just <laughs> things that you're interested yeah in? i traveled back <laughs> ah, i was so <laughs>
1: lit living in the 1960s no 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 um i would say okay i, I never really cared before like the 21st century or the 20th century mm, okay. but definitely taking that, that ottoman empire history course that really opened my eyes up yeah. to like it was a huge empire and we never really covered it in yeah, like high school true. like we just like went over it so many i things. didn't get that and it's like a huge empire that lasted for so long too yeah. it was like a, it's a 400 years i believe or more than that probably but 600 years it was 600 years that's what it was but i don't like that was pretty dope that's a really cool time period and the fact that there's like actual (laughs) primary sources that we can read from back then is pretty dope for sure um yeah
0: are you interested in being like history teacher then yeah that's my major that's That's, my trajectory hey that's cool because like you're teaching writing right now so (laughs) i'm like no but there's no we don't have like uh Social studies, studies yeah. They thing. used to but they don't know. I don't know what happened. So if there was though you'd definitely be doing I'd it. I'd be up in there. That's super cool. But I, I
1: can incorporate social studies stuff into my writing lessons, like make kids read different things yeah. about social issues.
0: No, I love the idea of like teaching things that aren't like normally taught, mm-hmm. but like should be. Like that's mm-hmm. like so like mm-hmm. mind blowingly. And kids like, like that cool stuff to too. Me. Yeah, because totally, it's history classes in America like are weird like we spend so much time on like specifically like for me i know like world war two <laughs> world war one <I, laughs> yeah which sure like i still think that should be learned definitely i mean it's, yeah like, a world war but <laughs> okay, but like <laughs> it's in the title an obscene amount of time i yeah. feel like where we could have we didn't learn much at all about africa mm-hmm. or Definitely. Asia, yeah, or East Asia, that's definitely true. It was mainly focused on Europe, World War, World Wars, um, like America itself, like mm-hmm. Christopher Columbus <laughs> type stuff, <laughs> with just like, yeah, yeah, not much else. That so, that's sense. super cool.
1: Yeah, I I don't, I genuinely, that's probably, that is the reason why I want to go into education and teaching history, uh, to teach other people's history instead of learning the same one over and over again. Those stuff, those things are important. Mm -hmm. I feel like those world wars and Europe and America definitely, like, is embedded in American culture. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. So it makes sense to teach it to American students. Yeah. But the world isn't just America.
0: Yeah, totally. Or the
1: Europe, so... It's cool Good
0: to point. like history classes around the world. I mean, I don't know what they are, but just what they decide to leave in, leave out This mm-hmm. is a super random story that I'm <laughs> going to tell right now. <laughs> but I just saw uh, like a month ago, it was the anniversary of the Tiananmen Square Massacre in China.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, there was a video going around where, well, first of all, China like censors a lot, Mm -hmm. uh, or mostly (laughs) all of its internet. Mm -hmm. And I was watching on the news about how people were acknowledging the Tiananmen Square massacre in in China by just putting like a candle emoji and like posting it to like Facebook. Did you hear about that? No,
1: yeah, I did definitely. (laughs) I actually watched a Hassan Minha's episode, the Patriot Act on that. Yeah. Yeah, that's the only way that yeah. Yeah, is I because they get it.
0: banned the candle emoji because mm-hmm. it was being used in this way of remembrance. And then also there was a dude in China who was going around um, approaching people and saying, like, do you know what day today is? And nobody, almost no, everyone mm. had been censored from it. No one knew about it. Apparently it wasn't a thing learned wow. in Chinese history textbooks. Mm. And when the reporter did say, like, oh, it's the... Uh, uh, anniversary of the Tiananmen Square Massacre, a lot of the people being interviewed would just shake their head and walk away and just say, I don't want to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Or they didn't know much. And I also read online too that uh, a story of an international student who came to the United States and the topic of the Tiananmen Massacre got brought up and she was saying how we in America know more about the Tiananmen Square Massacre than her or any of her classmates mm-hmm. ever did will wow. in like china and like i don't even feel like we know much about yeah we don't <laughs> no <laughs> like, definitely we learned about it for, like a day or two yeah. and maybe like eighth grade or something that's crazy like, yeah super that's so crazy. interesting how things are like chosen to be taught mm-hmm. what's taught mm-hmm. you got and who's making the, those decisions <laughs> that's like history right? like
1: first class like history what what? <laughs> what is history who writes history yeah. what do we keep who out may, yeah yeah
0: so many things left out i'm sure like who's there's definitely yeah a structure of like mm-hmm. who's in charge of this and like definitely, who's I making
1: really. it. That's a really good point, though.
0: Super cool. All right, well it's already been thirty minutes. Goes so fast. <laughs> we got to make sure Samira <laughs> gets to her class. Oh on yeah! Time oh wow! No, it's only f- yeah. So okay. yeah, but everybody, I'll make Big it. happy birthday to Samira. Happy
1: birthday happy to me. Happy birthday to bar- yeah. Samira. I was thinking the CD Wonder version, but oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know what I was saying. <laughs> All Happy right. birthday to Samir. Thank Super you for cool having, having me. You on. Shout out Ben.
0: You guys heard it. History majors can get you far in life. <laughs> and you should work in your local communities. Yes. Because as Christina said.
1: Think global. Act local. Oh my goodness.
0: Someone should write that down <laughs> in like a textbook. Well, <laughs> we could put it in our SPC quote book. Yeah, yeah. For real. All right. <laughs> peace. All
1: right.